Hello and welcome to the Abundance Secrets Show. I am Aya and I am your host. I am an abundance angel, a dreamer, a visionary, a creator, a coach, a consultant, an international speaker, an investor and an entrepreneur. I serve leaders, entrepreneurs and investors globally to create more abundance of love, wealth and health in their lives and in our world. My passion is to help launch your mission, make an impact, make money, and live in abundance. I have invested nearly half a million dollars to my education and self-development. My education and experience is in innovation, technology, spirituality, self-improvement, and entrepreneurship. Together with my guests, we will reveal the secrets to live a life of abundance. I'm looking forward to serve you and create more abundance in our lives. You can discover more on www.aya.ai. Enjoy the Abundance Secret Show! This episode of the Abundance Secrets Show is brought to you by the Abundance Secrets Angels. Abundance Angels, at your service to create more abundance of love, wealth, and health in your life and in our world. Abundance Angels is an online platform where people and organizations can find resources and share resources of abundance. Check out the website and mobile site www.abundanceangels.ai and sign up to find or share resources of abundance. So welcome everyone to the Abundance Secrets Show. And today we have a very special guest. I am like equally excited as you are, all the listeners and the viewers. We have Angela Chi. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Oh, thank God. And again, you have also like you look beautiful, but your voice like I just said, you have such a beautiful voice. Like I want to listen to you the whole time. So let's oh, you're so thoughtful, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Like it's so soothing. <laughs> so we met online through the whole Tony Robbins. I think it's through the sisterhood group, right? That's yeah, the platinum I- partners, but the the women, the sisterhood is uh, really tight. <laughs> it's yes, really good. We are tight. We are tight. Yeah, the whole that the whole sisterhood group that kind of started. Um, just for the listeners, viewers, just a little like backup story. So that started as a response kind of to the uh, relationship trip that we had in Maui in 2017 Mm -hmm. in October. And oh my God, that had, that was so powerful for me and for a lot of the other people and especially the sisters. So that kind of feeling that we had as women, as sisters, you know, when we had the breakout sessions with only the women and then with the, with Sheila Kelly and Jaya, that we were with only the women in this warm, 
kind of almost womb kind of environment. It was so safe and, you know, oh, it was so yummy and so much came out for so many women. And as for me, we had so many breakthroughs. So at the end, I was like, I'm not ready to let go of all these beautiful women. Like, I don't want to continue without them. So we, some of us were talking about like, let's do something to continue. So the whole idea emerged, like, why don't we just start a Facebook group and invite everyone who wants to be part of it? So it started with this group that were there in October, 2017, and it just grew organically. And then at some point it was like, well, we also want other women who are like-minded, like-hearted. And so it grew a little bit more. And that's why like it started, the foundation was out of love and Mm. trust. And so everyone who's in there, you already feel so like, so aligned. And yeah, so when I saw you there and your post, I was like, I got to get this woman on the podcast. <laughs> well, I am, I am so honored. And that energy um, of that group is, is kind of what the world needs right now, right? It's like that, that intimate connection. And we don't connect that much on Facebook, but I think being in person and being in an environment where, you know, women support each other. And it was an open, it was the relationship course where you were there to talk about your relationship either with yourself or with your significant other. But then that always starts with yourself as well, right? And so the women did break off into certain sessions and the men, and it's really getting into your feminine and really focusing on, you know, what do you need to be fulfilled in order to bring that to the relationship? But having all the women in that energy in that room together was really special. So I I love that they continued that energy um, out, you know, into the world. And so I'm glad that we got to connect again. Yes, yes. I'm also so happy. So Please tell us, like I, you know, you tell us about you, your business, your services, your, your, you know, everything, your coaching, consulting, your starting your podcast, everything. <laughs> and I love actually your website. I looked at it. And as I'm looking at you with the whole colors, you know, also visually, I just love everything about it. So tell You're us. You're so sweet. Yeah. Well, where do you want to start? That's a lot. You know, uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, well, you know, we were talking earlier about my podcast. So mm-hmm. basically I'm a TV, uh, former TV news anchor and reporter uh, in Southern California out of Los Angeles and San Diego. And now I'm a media and communication coach. And my mission is really to help visionary leaders be clear, confident, connected on camera and off. My whole thing is, yes, you can have a speech coach. Yes, you can have a media trainer. But if you're not aligned and embody who you are when you show up, you know, it's, it, it's not authentic. And so what I tend to bring is the personal development and leadership development mixed with the traditional speech coaching and media training. And it's really about awakening people and putting forth leaders that are ready for every opportunity. So I stand for power, presence, and representation. So on the surface, Mm -hmm. I may look like a speech coach or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, an on-camera video training coach, but I feel like anytime you're putting yourself out there, you, you have a bigger message to share. It's all aligned. It needs to be aligned up here. And so people may come in because they're giving a speech or need to be on a panel or stepping up in their business or starting to make Mm -hmm. videos. But in essence, they really still need to break through some of their internal barriers and figure out who they are and what they stand for and how they want to show up. And so my You Amplify program is really all about that. And Mm -hmm. my podcast that I'm launching is an extension of that. 
Mm. Because I felt like in the last few years, so much has shifted and um, we need new voices. We need bigger conversations. We need uh, a kind of an awakening of people um, to put themselves out there and really speak up and stand up for what they believe in. So the podcast is called The Power of the Only. And I'm so excited to talk to you. I don't know when this episode will go on, but you know, mm-hmm. it, we're launching in March on International mm-hmm. Women's Day. The trailer is Ooh. up now. And I'm sure by the time this episode airs, you will probably have several shows to listen to. But we really talk about the power of the only. And the mm-hmm. only is, you know, it started with me reading a report on, from McKinsey about the only women in the room, that their voices get drowned out, that there's, they feel really unsatisfied, that it's, you know, we're not making as much progress. And I looked back on my life and I go, well, that is true. The culture needs to shift. There's a lot of things that need to hmm. happen. And it, it is happening. It doesn't feel hmm. like it's happening, but things are shifting. But I looked back and I felt that there's power in being the only. And it's not just mm. about corporate, it's about in the world. And I've always looked back, I was the only Asian girl growing up, I've been the only Asian woman speaker in the room, or the mm. only Asian reporter, but that hasn't stopped me, you know? And I feel like all of us feel like the only sometimes. So how can we harness that power and that strength? And what can we learn from all the other onlys that have achieved success to really step up into our own leadership and stand up and speak out. And so that's really what the power of the only is. It's kind of flipping it and finding Mm -hmm. those stories of, yes, things need to change and no, it's not easy, but Mm -hmm. you know, what allows those onlys to thrive, right? Mm -hmm. Those breaking through barriers to find the odds and creating positive change. So I'm super excited. So it's all in line with my mission of helping people own their voice and their power. But I think the podcast will highlight some amazing people, right? From executives to thought leaders, to coaches. I have some filmmakers, C-suite leaders, coaches, and I'll maybe even a few celebrities. So we'll see. Mm, I love it. Well, I definitely recognize that whole only the 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 only person right i definitely relate to that when i was also reading your story um you know with you saying being like the only uh chinese person the only asian person Mm -hmm. the only by the way, is it Chinese? Like, I'm, yes, I'm, I am. I am. Yes, I am. I, I, I am like, Chinese. Uh, <laughs> I was I raised in the U.S. <laughs> I was born in the U.S., so I'm Chinese-American, but my parents uh-huh. immigrated from Taiwan. But I grew mm. up in Southern California. But I am very Southern California, and I am very Chinese. And I, I honor both. <laughs> both, both. Yeah. I, I had the same not being Chinese or Asian or Southern <laughs> Californian, but I had the same being with my parents originally being from. From, uh, Turkey, but had moved, yeah. migrated to the Netherlands. So I really went through uh, high school being the only Turkish girl and being seen like that as well. Yes. And then, you know, studying computer science, I was the only girl. And then, you know, working in IT, also the only woman. Yes. So I definitely recognize that. And I, and I recognize also what you were saying, kind of like, both sides to the coin on the one hand there is the you know being the only can be uh sometimes like hard as in oh they're not you know the kind of mm, standard story that you might hear you know from women like oh they're not like i i women are not really stepping up because they're usually like oh you know let me not just say that but then you also have the women who like me was like I was stepping up, you know, I was like, 
out there. And I was like, no, no, that's not my problem. It's more of I, I'm doing like 10 times uh, 10x, 100x more than my male colleagues, you know, mm. and I'm still not getting the same rewards. So there's like all these different aspects and sides to the coin. So I love, you know, and then I love also to just get all the different kinds of stories out there because there's not just one or two stories. There are so many different stories. Yes. And I know that we can all relate, but like you said, each experience is different and I want to honor that. Like, I believe that it didn't bother me. I mean, there were times I'm sure it did when in my early childhood, I'm saying it didn't stop me, but it doesn't mean it wasn't difficult. But here's what I want to point out is that I want to honor those that had the struggle, but I want to talk to those who have achieved success because I think what everyone can learn in leadership is the only that have gotten through it. That is your strength. Because because it was more difficult or more challenging, mm. or because you worked through it and didn't realize that it was mm. challenging, that is your your power. That is what you know. N- not just being the only and standing out and being that voice, but mm-hmm. when you've gotten to where you think uh, mm. that is, what can others learn from that? Right? There was yes. something that was within you or that you navigated, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what that is for you, but that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to dig deep. And you know, yes. I have five principles of the power of the only, which I share in my first podcast on how I navigated success. But the whole season or the whole show is really about: is that true? Is that true mm-hmm. for everyone? Is there yes. a through line? You know, it is true for me, and that's what I present in my five power of the only principles. But so let's see. give it to us. Share oh, you want the five us. power? Of yeah. course. Hey, yeah. hello. You got to tune into the, the first me. episode. Yes, but the we five will, power will. of the only <laughs> principles, just to go briefly, the first mm-hmm. is owning your power. Mm-hmm. You know, not being afraid to take up space. Um, mm-hmm. If, you know, it's something that men and women, I mean, women and men struggle with, but women especially, you know, because we were taught to not take up space, right? Yes. Um, yes. And even subconsciously, we were taught that. It's not like, so when I grew up, I was raised by Chinese immigrant parents and my mm. parents, you know, they said, they, they taught me not to rock the boat because mm. they came here, started over, and then many times they had to lose their voice. Mm. They lost their voice to fit in. And mm. They taught that to me without even knowing it, but somehow my voice was able to rise above. <laughs> but that was what I was told, right? To, yeah. oh, you don't do that. Don't do this. And, mm. and so that's what I've spent my life actually dedicating my life to because they lost their voice so that I could have mine. And mm. so whenever I see other people struggle with that, I think that's why I went into television. It's why I help people own their power and their voice because, you know, their sacrifice is my privilege. And, oh, you know, it really beautiful. has been my calling. So number one, own your power. Number two, own your voice. Yes. And not just use your voice, but actually know what it is, right? Who are you? What do you stand for? How do you want to show up? That's a lot of what I do in my U Amplified trainings. And that's what mm-hmm. I talk about. Yes, I can teach you how to do on camera. I can teach you how to, you know, use the right equipment, how to stand, how to do an entrance, how to warm up yeah. your voice. But who are you? What do you stand for? What is your internal voice, right? Mm-hmm. So that part. Um, number three, which I think is really important, is, um, oh, see it as a privilege and not a burden. Mm. That can be hard. It can be hard because sometimes it is a burden to speak for all. And when you're the only one, I'm sure, you know, I'd mm-hmm. love to hear about some of your experiences working mm-hmm. in tech where mm-hmm. it does feel like a burden sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the reason I want to flip it to a privilege is because if you are – at that table. When mm-hmm. I'm at that table, like when I was a TV news reporter, I was at the table. 
And why would I stay quiet if I noticed something that wasn't right or a story that we shouldn't have covered or something that was off? I can bring myself to the table and that part of myself could be um, part of my Southern California experience if they were talking about a city that wasn't accurate or it could be my Chinese self. I'm not saying just as a woman or just as an Asian woman, you bring all your parts to the table and that is the diversity of thought, right? Your experience, um, you know, with Turkish parents, you know, whatever that is for you. And mm-hmm. you have the power in that moment to make an impact and to say something if mm-hmm. whatever that is. So to see it mm-hmm. as a privilege and not a burden. I know I've talked to a lot. Just of, made uh, me emotional there, but okay. Yeah, you want to share? <laughs> is there something that, yeah, that you felt like yeah. it was a burden? I'd love to yeah. hear your story too. So it, Yeah. And, I, and this is what I love. Like, I love both the whole kind of, we have a framework with questions, but I love the flow. And so we're honoring yeah. that, our family. I want to hear. It's a conversation. Yes. So I definitely, I mean, I recognize so much, um, especially from that, you know, the, 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 the different, the, the cultural aspect, but then also with my parents, you know, being immigrants, where, you know, my mother didn't and still doesn't know how to read and write. And Mm. she was a, uh, she was a cleaner. So she used to clean at the airport and uh, all these airplanes. And what got me emotional, I just got this, this image of, and this memory that she would, she used to always be, I'm like the, 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 the youngest of three. Yeah. It's like eight years between us with my sister, older sister and older brother. And, you know, she didn't read, write. She was always like working since she was seven, one of uh, six with five brothers, you know, grown up in the, somewhere in the middle of Turkey on the countryside and yeah. like very, very different culture. Right. And um, so she was really adamant in you got to study, you got to learn, you know, Mm. study, no, you know, and then get a good job, a stable job. And she used to be so in awe because she had to like get up at middle of the, in the middle of the night and get to her job at like 6am to clean so that the people working in the offices would get in at nine and her stories, how she was so impressed and envious and her you know her her gift was i'm doing this hard work so my children can study and can have steady jobs and that they can just come in at 9 a.m and sit behind their desk Mm. at the you know it was (sighs) that was like that was her dream for me and for her children right so there is this moment and that's what i remembered when i heard you speak about the privilege cry yeah yes we can cry here we can curse we can cry (laughs) we can laugh we can do everything real authentic realness so there was this moment so i finally finished my computer science and i studied abroad in japan in tokyo and i came back to work at you know this airline company as a management trainee and being this ambitious, you know, girl, yeah. uh, woman, I was obviously working not nine to five, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very long hours. So here I am once again, you know, in the beginning of my career working till late. So I was used to seeing <laughs> the cleaning people coming in yeah. and out, you know, and this one time I, I, 
I, I'm sitting behind my desk, behind my laptop, and this woman comes in and she was, you know, also like, let's say Turkish or Moroccan, you know, some yeah. immigrant woman. She comes in and she was about to empty my trash bin. I look at her and it was like as if I was transported to this moment of remembering how my mother would see from her perspective this yeah. person sitting at behind her desk and I start bawling like I start <laughs> crying what did she do what did she say first she was in shock and she's like are you okay and I'm like like can I please hug you, you know? and it was like such a beautiful sweet and sour moment and I just realized like, oh my God, this was my mom's dream. And I'm like mm -hmm. in my 20s and have realized her dream. And like, yeah. I still feel it's almost shaking in my body now. It was so beautiful. And I felt so privileged, oh. right? Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that story with me. And there's something I want to pull out of that. And I mm -hmm. think this is why everyone can learn from the onlys because- because we have that depth and that vision, right? The fact that, you know, when, let's say you are a leader, you run your companies, you, you, we get to higher levels of success, but you see beyond that, right? Mm -hmm. Abundance in your shows about abundance is seeing beyond yeah. that is that I, you saw your mom there. It's not, yeah. you've reached a position of power, but that gives you a deeper understanding, a way to relate. You know, as we become more successful, depending on where we came from, having, being the only, having the struggle, having whatever gives us such perspective, right? That all leaders can learn from. And that's what I want to say. It's like, yes, it's empowering the onlys for ourselves, right? To step mm -hmm. up. But also yes. these are skills that everyone should have, right? No matter how successful you get, what your leadership, you should be um, empathetic. You should be able to see, you should be able to hear and feel people beyond uh, be present, right? You were present yeah. to that moment and you could feel her story. You could understand because of the experience that you came from. And I think yeah. onlys, all these onlys have these powerful stories because they see beyond because of what they've gone through. Yes. Uh, it doesn't have to be difficult things. It's just because of their perspectives, they've seen things. And I feel like all the onlys can share that. So thank you for sharing that story. And yes. I, 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 I get teary-eyed every time I talk about my story too. And that means that it's real. You know, yes, I help people own their mm. voice and their power. But every time I talk about my parents and they're still alive and they're doing great, but they're nice, uh. simple, happy, you know, they just like watching me shine and they still sometimes hold back on a lot of things. But, you know, it, and it's also okay to honor a simple life too. Not everyone yes. has to be the, like us, like go, 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 top, top, top. You know, it, it's like sometimes it's okay just to honor the abundance that you have. Right. Exactly. Not, you don't always have to be the overachiever. And I have in the last several years after I left the news business in my twenties, mm -hmm. I was like, go, go, go. And then now it's more, <laughs> my abundance is more about, am I fulfilled? Am I serving? Mm -hmm. Am I living the life uh, that I want? Am I growing every day? So it has shifted uh, in mm -hmm. the last, especially after becoming a mother, but yeah, you mm -hmm. don't always have to be the type A driven crazy person to be an only. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And this is a great segue to the question about what abundance means to you, I yeah. would say. It's a great segue. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And how it shows up in your life and what the secrets are, according to you, the secrets yeah. to abundance. Well, abundance to me means 
it means being at peace. Mm-hmm. It means that knowing you have enough and you are enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about things. I'm talking about, you know, it's an energy that allows you to be you, mm-hmm. right? That you have, um, that you're able to receive without guilt and that you're able to give without fear. Mm, and it's beautiful. I, I really think it's just that feeling of like, yeah, because when you're in scarcity, right, you're, you're fearful. You know, you don't have enough money. You don't have enough of whatever. Every, every, it's a reaction, right? Mm. When you live in abundance, you just kind of are. Mm. That's what it is to me. You know, it's not mm. just things or money. It's just, wow. You know, when someone asks you like, how you do you, I'm abundant. And when you come from that place where you feel good and full, mm-hmm. just energy wise, then yes. you're able to lead in a different way. You're able to not feel as competitive or scarce or um, even in your relationships, you know, feeling a little more open Um, or even me as a mother, like, you know, abundance is hard sometimes. It's like I I preach it and I talk it, but living it day to day, sometimes it's hard, Mm -hmm. right? Because I was raised from a Chinese immigrant family (laughs) where I wasn't always abundant. (laughs) I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't you know, we weren't super poor or anything, but we were just fine. But mm. everything was about saving. Everything was mm. about what, but that gave me the angle of appreciating. It gave mm. me the angle of like, don't waste, don't, but yes. uh, talking back to the, the background, depending on where you came from, it can also be a negative, right? Keeps me humble, mm. keeps me grounded. I love my background. But mm. for many years, um, even all through the last 10 years of being a mother, I wasn't accepting abundance, right? I had to do it all. I didn't, you know, these last three or four years, I've stepped into my abundance scene. And that means like maybe hiring help for my business, growing your team, like that all ties in, you know, abundance yes. is about, are you able to receive when people give it to you? Right. Are yeah. you able to ask for help? Are you mm. able, you know, and this goes for personal life as a mother, as well as as a leader when you're growing your company. So on yes. both sides. And it's hard to step into that abundance because if you ever feel scarce, right? Ooh, I'm not making enough money, or oh, uh, my relationship's not working so well, like we kind of contract. Yes. And so uh in the higher level, that is what abundance means to me. But I still, you know, mm. there's something I still there's barriers that we hit every day that I still have to work through. And hence why we Mm. went to the relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how did that work out? (laughs) So my husband and I are doing great, but you know, you're, it's a constant, uh, (laughs) it's a constant battle of, uh, of, of feeling enough, right? Whenever we don't feel Mm. enough, that's where the conflict comes in. Right. Not enough time not enough. And you know, whatever that is. And so, you know, going back to relationships. So my husband and I are doing great, but there's always things to work through. And I think that relationships are completely tied to your business and how you are. So it's a constant evolution, right? Different pieces. But in the last few years, I've definitely become more abundant, but it wasn't always easy. You know, you can say it, you can read the books, but actually to live it and to receive it is a different, yes, yes, a different story. So yes, a constant yeah. journey. The whole cognitive mastery versus the emotional <laughs> and then the physical mastery, right? To actually be that. But at the same time, I mean, I for me, I, I think everything is about it's kind of like a responsibility to be conscious and aware all the time, right? Which at some some moments it can feel like a burden, like, oh, I have to work through this. And then changing the perspective, you know, like changing the state, changing the perspective could be, oh, 
how are we going to do this? Like, can we dance around this instead of fight around it? Right. And again, it's very easy for us to talk now and to say all this. It's just by applying it, especially when it's relevant, you know, (laughs) especially when it's needed. (laughs) Well, and that's why I feel like abundance is an energy, like, right. And and that energy can shift at any moment. And so when you're not (laughs) feeling abundant, that's when the problems show up. So for Mm. me, it's a constant reminder, you know, you know, I am enough. I have enough. It's all good. Like, you know, what, what's speaking here? Like when there's a conflict of something, Mm. you know, or Mm. when I'm not, when I'm, when I get anxious or something's like, oh, you know, what's not, what's not, working and and trying to get into that body of that. So, yes. And this has been also like a pattern in the different interviews that kind of pops up every time where, uh, where we, whether it's you or me, that we, that we have discovered that core question of, am I enough? You know, because we all hit it at some point, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the sooner you found it, find out the better, because then it can be like, oh yeah, I recognize it. Yes, it's painful, but guess what? I'm more than enough. You know, I'm not just enough. I'm more than enough. And to just keep on practicing on it, right? Yeah. And it's so interesting because it doesn't come up in every day. Like when I'm walking around, I don't think I'm not enough or I don't, it's just, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, you know, and, and it's just, you know, when it's there, when you're in a bad state when you're irritated or you're bothered or you're just not in your right personality. You're like, that's not me. You're like, oh, Mm. but it's not, you know, it's something that lives with inside us, right? It's these Mm. internal barriers that are sometimes unconscious and subconscious. Mm. And I think Mm. as we grow, the difference between people who haven't um, understood that process is that it's, we bring it to the conscious. So it doesn't mean we always change it, right? There's different levels of where I just don't know anything's up. (laughs) I don't know why I do the things that I do. (laughs) I just do them. For us, it's like, I know why I do them. Yes. But I'm not going to change them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it gets it to the be. level of like, I know what I'm, where I'm at. I mm-hmm. do want to change them and I do change mm-hmm. them. And then there's even the higher level where I change them immediately. Yes. Right. I still think like I'm not that, ev- I'm at that stage where like I see me doing something that I don't need <laughs> to be doing, but I don't want to change it. But okay, here I have the tools. Okay. I'm going to use yes. the tools. But now it's, uh, do I use the tools faster? Yes. Right. It's the same yes, thing yes, in yes, leadership. Yes. You know, when you get stuck in a barrier, you can see the problem, not you can not see the problem, or you can see mm-hmm. the problem and understand what to do it, not act on it. Or you can act on it. You could take a year to act on it, yeah. or you can act on it in 10 seconds and move forward. Exactly. So that's the same with leadership, the same with personal development, same with your yourself. It's just yes. as you evolve, can you see your barriers, break yes. through them, and then act on them and move forward sooner rather than later oh yeah yeah i had this like this this past week um uh this thing that came up (laughs) this big thing Thing? what thing what happened oh my god like this is very this is very recent and it's pretty personal and especially like for me i'm over it but yeah, so I won't share it right now. Okay. But you don't basically, have basically, yeah, it's, it's especially for the other person. It might be like super painful. So um, yeah, it was quite an intense uh, discovery of something that had happened in my past that all, mm. all of a sudden was like, holy shit, that's kind of like bad. And I didn't realize that. So this was like on Sunday and, you know, by the time I was at home and in bed and crying and all that. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And like, I can, I can be like 
joyful and happy about it now because I, th- yeah. there's been like a whole journey since Sunday. <laughs> we're, we're Thursday. It's like been a whole world. I know. It's like when you're telling your friends, well, what this happened, this happened. It was horrible. Now I'm better. But let me just tell you the rough draft of it. <laughs> let exactly, me just tell you the exactly. summary. But the emotions are still there. Yeah, I know. They, so yeah, so I was like crying and then, you know, you go through your whole tool set, right? Throughout the, you know, I'm 40 years old and I, I feel like I started doing personal development when I was like seven, you know, when I started watching Oprah Winfrey, that's kind of like when I started my personal development process. So um, I had all these tools that I was kind of like, okay, I can use this. I can do that to coach myself through it. And then I went like, hmm, let me get to the master tool, which is God, universe, you know, source, higher self, all the angels, you know, yeah. like, let, let's call upon everyone, all the prophets, whoever. And I was like, you know what, I can go and use all these different tools. And I choose to just be healed. You know, I choose to be healed and I surrender. I let go. You know, I, I, I don't believe anymore that I have to go through this whole dramatic process of like being angry and then, you know, like all these different emotions. If that's going to, if that is needed, okay, let's go through it. But I was like, you know what? I'm just letting it go. I'm surrendering. Mm. and I'm going to go to bed crying. And in the morning I'll see whatever, you know, the state is <laughs> next morning. Yeah, I, important? <laughs> I think it's important to honor where we're at, right? Like if you have to cry, cry, be angry, be angry, but not let it go to a certain point where it starts to buy into an old story, right? Or it starts to become a pattern. Um, I think everyone should honor their anger mm. or their fear and yes. it needs to get out somehow maybe not at the other person maybe with you know but but to yeah. express that emotion right because that's the healing part express that emotion yes. in a in a productive way where whether it's yes. through dance or crying or yes. screaming into a pillow whatever it is but just not to get stuck in that circle because you know a lot of people exactly. say oh just let it go and don't worry about it and don't express it yeah. well then it's trapped within you right yes. or you express it so much that it be- becomes its own thing Yes. So it's kind yes. of like there is that fine line and being intuitive within yourself of like, when mm-hmm. am I expressing my true emotion because I need to get it out versus exactly. when I'm getting caught up in something that's not going to move anything forward and not productive. But it's exactly. so hard. You know, sometimes, you know, this is for people who are on the deep personal development trail. Have you <laughs> yeah. ever had the outer body experience where you see yourself like oh, I'm yes. a, where you're like, the coach up here is telling mm. you what to do and I'm mm. watching myself have a little... Mm-hmm. a little fit or something where I'm stuck and I mm-hmm. don't want to budge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I don't want to let it go. You know, where, yes. where it's like, you know, it's like the little cartoon with the little devil. It's, and that's when you know you've evolved that you can see yourself outside yes. of yourself. But the mm-hmm. last step is actually doing the right thing. Exactly. Right? Breaking the pattern. But I do that yes. a lot um, where sometimes if I get stuck, it's almost like I can see myself. Like if mm-hmm. I was my own coach, I would give mm-hmm. myself the best advice. Now the question is, are we going to take that advice and actually act upon it? Yes. Or are we going to be like, Meh, you know, <laughs> so that's, that's the last hurdle. You know, like I said, there's a journey of people. Uh, there's a journey, right. Of, mm-hmm. That you go on and, and for every yeah. part of your life that you may be on a different part of the journey. Right. Yes. 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 It always is. So we should be listening to those voices (laughs) to do the right thing. And sometimes you just have to let it go because you don't want it living inside you. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Like it's, it's kind of like, I mean, especially with, with you, with your background in like news and media and, you know, 
to me, it's almost like with, with movies, you know, mm -hmm. you have, you have a movie with all these uh, different roles and actors, and then you have a director and all of this. <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, you can be just in the actor role, right? Sometimes you have the lead, sometimes mm -hmm. not, <laughs> and you're not maybe happy about it. And then you can look at it from the perspective of the omniscient narrator. And sometimes you can be the producer. And then at some point you just realize, you know what? I'm the creator of this freaking whole story and this movie. Yeah. I get to decide what I create. Do I want to create drama, more drama? Then let's be honest about it. I want the drama. Or do I want humor? Do I want to laugh? Or do I want something, I don't know, sensual, <laughs> you know, let's, yeah. let's, let's get there. <laughs> so that's I, kind of like switching the different perspectives. Like, oh, I'm the actor right now. Well, I can choose to stay in this actor role yeah. or I get to choose to change the whole story. I love the analogy that you just, you're the creator of your own movie, which is true. Right right? Yeah. Which is true. And even how you watch it in playback, <laughs> right? That's how you <laughs> don't, that. yeah, right? And right. when it actually happened one way, but then you play it back a different way, that yeah. really affects um, your thought process. That's a lot of things that I, I tell people. It's like um, one of the upcoming episodes, I talk about stories, the power of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And um, the, it's not just the stories you tell others that bring people in to connect with you and to relate with you, but the stories you tell yourself, right? Ooh, the stories you tell yes. yourself. Um, yes are the ones that actually dictate, you know, what you, what you hold on to, how you live mm. your life and the, mm. both very powerful. Yes. And the yeah. stories you, you listen to and you want to listen to and you select to listen to, right? Yeah. Because they, you don't want, you want to be kind of like the gatekeeper, <laughs> like which stories uh, are coming in, in this, uh, portal, right? Yeah. I mean, that's really interesting. I always, uh, when I was younger, I used to call it negative karma blocker. Um, <laughs> I, I, I worked in, um, I worked in Hollywood and I worked in television uh -huh. and people always ask me, you know, how did you navigate these really competitive industries overall? And you were talking about abundance. I think I've always been abundant. Even when, mm -hmm. you know, my parents were just simple. I just was always like, Oh, okay. You know, like something bad would happen. All right. Okay. Let me figure that out. I don't think mm -hmm. I understood and had as many tools to deal with that, but mm -hmm. I always was, um, my parents were pretty abundant, I think, people, like, and they passed it on mm. to me. But the reason why I would say that is that um, navigating those tools of, of going into Hollywood and being competitive, it was like I learned how oh, – I forgot the whole train of thought what I was saying. <laughs> what were we talking about? But about we'll being – Yeah, about being abundant and being in that um, – the stories that we tell, right, that mm -hmm. how – how we live. And sometimes it's not easy to navigate through those really competitive things. I think you but, wanted to talk about the negative karma blocker. Yes. The negative karma yes, blocker. This is I go yes. out my story. This is, <laughs> thank you for free flowing with me. Yeah, what I was saying it. is letting other things in that you don't need. Mm. Right. And I think at a very young age, um, I think I'm very, um, I think I'm kind of an empath, you know, for all your spiritual folks, but mm -hmm. I'm also very like um, structured and corporate, but I honor all that, the energy in me. And I think I did it without knowing that I was when I was younger. It's just like, mm -hmm. oh, well, that's not serving me. Or I could feel something that I don't want to be a part of and I would navigate it. People, mm -hmm. you know, there's all kinds of things that went on and people are like, how did you not, how did you avoid that? And I wasn't naive. Mm -hmm. I think I just 
It's like, this doesn't feel right. This is not where I want to be. You know, with the whole Mm -hmm. me too thing, when Mm -hmm. that happened, you know, I looked back on my life. I go, wow, I worked in television news and I worked in Hollywood (laughs) and, you know, I saw things, but I was never traumatized by things. And I Mm -hmm. think the negative karma blocker, and I think it's something that we should all honor. So when something doesn't feel right, I navigate it away. I always stood up for myself and I was, I think I was able to avoid certain situations without even knowing that I avoided them because, um, I just don't like to be a part of drama. I don't like to be part of negativity. Mm-hmm. I think I, when I can sense something, I think it's really mm-hmm. important what we let in yeah. the stories that we let in, you know, I worked in television yeah. news, but I don't, I don't watch the news all the time. I think it's very, mm-hmm. very scary. It's an energy. So the reason mm-hmm. I wanted to point this out is that I think as we move forward in our leadership and abundance, it's really about what, uh, not to be naive and have your head mm-hmm. in the sand to be aware, but yes. there's some things you just don't need to go too deep into. You don't need to affect that space. And especially if you're a change maker and you're doing something, you need to guard your energy and yes. what you're putting your resources into and what you're exposing yourself to. And you know, deep down inside where you need to be. And I honor mm-hmm. that a lot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with certain um, energies or conversations. I'm still friendly. I'm still open. I, I yes. still read the news. I know what I need to know, but I don't yes. dwell on it to where it goes into a negative space. And I think that yes. is an important tool to have as you're doing big things in the world because you can't take it all in. It's too yes. overwhelming. This is very powerful. This is very powerful. This is kind of like the combination of that, you know, on the one, the left and the right brain, the, the yeah. being an empath and also making sure that you're protecting yourself. And what, what it touches upon for me hearing you say this, because I totally relate to it and I totally recognize it is, and I've, and I've gone through this many, many times, and I'm sure I will still go through it is where, but I've been, I've gone, I've been much better at it and I'll say what it is because it's so abstract until now. So what it is, is that where you, especially as a kid, I remember being extremely sensitive and at mm. some point, you know, you have that gut feeling that being very sensitive can already sense things maybe might be happening and sense other yeah. people's energies. And then at some point, for some reason, and I know it's also part of, you know, having traumatic experiences, perhaps, um, that then the mind steps in and with those mm-hmm. stories, which then can, because I recognize it also with other people when I, when I hear them say they, they sense something and then their mind kind of detracts them and cons them actually to mm-hmm. ne- neglect and ignore that gut feeling. And to me, that is like super powerful in what I hear from your story that you kind of naturally mastered that combination as a child already the combination of being very sensitive and at the same time not letting your mind and the stories of others and society ignore that sense does this make sense or is it too abstract Uh, yeah no no i was um and maybe we clarify for some i i get you i think Mm -hmm. there is a fine line right because i do consider myself an empath but I'm not going to let every, every moon and every energy and everything in the world dictate mm-hmm. how I feel. I mm-hmm. use it as a tool of like, ah, I, I sense that and I honor my voice. Mm-hmm. But, and so um, I, I feel like what our world needs right now are bridges, right? They're mm-hmm. the bridge between spirituality and 
corporate commercialism, right? The bridge between the left side and the right side. Neither side is wrong or good, but you know, I I do Kundalini yoga, I Mm -hmm. meditate, I have crystals, I have the cards, and I'm very corporate, you know, serious. I want to be professional. And I feel like when I go into either groups, and this is the mm-hmm. power of the only, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and I'll go into a corporate group, they're like, oh, no, we don't dance. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I'm your coach, and we're going to dance, and we're going to move our energy. <laughs> and here, I'm like, okay. Like, that's why we brought you in. I'm like, okay. Right? And then we go to my yoga spiritual class where, you know, there's, there's like music and gongs and flowers and stuff. And like, if you took a corporate person, let's nod mm-hmm. into anything and brought them into that environment. And not to say everyone, I'm not trying to label mm-hmm. one or the other, but just mm-hmm. people in different groups. They're like, oh, I feel like we need the people that are bridges that can use mm-hmm. the strength from being determined and focused and corporate leaders or mm-hmm. whatever, or the energy of, of being spiritual and understanding and being empathetic. Um, I think polarizing groups right now is what's happening in yes. whatever communities that you're in, you know, and I'm not even mm-hmm. just talking about politics. I'm just talking about, you know, and even different entrepreneur groups, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's so polarizing. I think mm-hmm. we need a lot of bridges right now to where like, let's take mm-hmm. what's valuable from this and take what's valuable from this and bring it together to actually create change or to solve a problem. So that kind of goes yes. back to how you're saying that, yes, I am an empath, but I'm not going to let it take over my life and my functioning that, oh, this whole thing, right? Because yes. any path that we go on, we can take it too far, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. movement mm-hmm. or change. And I, I just feel like, and not to say to be vanilla and run of the mill, I'm mm-hmm. saying for us to all be empathic and to see what's the good in this, what's the good in this and bring it together. But even within yes. ourselves, and that brings back to what you were saying is that being able to honor that intuition, but not let it rule our mind with yes. everything on the exterior. So I guess that's yes. a long story, but it's just kind of, <laughs> one of the, what I see. And that's why I want yes. to the power of the only. I just, when I see someone that is a bridge, someone mm. that has deeper understanding that can, that can hear and see and feel and create change, I can, I can spot them and I'm like, you get it. Yes. And we just need more of those people that are bringing people together instead of apart. I'm so happy we're doing that. Yes. <laughs> Bridge makers. Yes. I, I really I feel that's it. what we need. Yes. Yes, we're doing it. So let's get into, I know we're like, oh, this conversation is flowing. We need a little bit more of focus here. Let's get into some of the rituals. Do you have any daily morning, evening rituals, maybe yearly? Is that something that's, yeah, yeah can you share I do. And, and just to be honest, I'm not always good with them every morning. But, you mm-hmm. know, the rituals that I like to have, I actually, it's so interesting. I created my own planner um, yes. because I didn't like, I'd buy these planners and I didn't like, you know, was it enough room or it didn't have, you know, uh, a note side or whatever. And so I thought about, you know, what, how do I want to start my day? So I kind of took the best out of everything. So there's um, every morning, not every morning, but if mm-hmm. I were to live uh, the ritual <laughs> the way I want it, um, my goal is to kind of set the tone or the intention for the day the feeling, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. feeling that I want. In addition, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I kind of set the feeling and I have these, um, a- do you know have angel cards? Do you have yes, angel cards? Yes, yes, yes. Little, yes. little cards. I yes. feel words are so powerful. And sometimes mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm feeling and I'll look at the box and I'll, and I'll, I'll 
I'll take the cards and I'll just put them out. The words could be um, action or it mm. could be abundance or it could mm. be power, you know, and however, and I sometimes don't know how I feel. So I'll pick the cards out and I'll put four and it guides my day. But I listen mm. to my intuition, but pu- seeing the word and putting it out helps me focus my day, but I don't focus my day based on my intention. I focus my day based on my feeling. Does that make sense? So when I see the word and I don't even know what I'm going to do, I look at them and I go, yes, today is an action taking day, right? Let's say I have to record Mm -hmm. three podcasts. I'm really busy. Mm -hmm. So that day might be, um, it might be action or it might be clarity or it might be mm-hmm. whatever. And then I'll, I'll stay with four or five and I'll look at them and I'm like, okay. And that kind of guides my intention for the day and I'll write mm-hmm. them down in my calendar. And then I'll do the top three, th- and then the productivity part. So that's the spiritual energy part. The productivity yes. part is I'll write down my top three things that I want to accomplish that day. And mm-hmm. I do make a to-do checklist. And my other ritual is in the morning. Um, if I have time, um, I will meditate uh, or just kind of be quiet for about five to 10 minutes, not too long, because mm-hmm. I used to meditate for longer periods of time, but I just don't, five or 10 mm-hmm. minutes. And I also um, like having turmeric and ginger tea, just boiled water. Like I boil mm, turmeric and ginger with a little bit of pepper. Um, mm. after the, I usually have that after the kids go to school. They always say, wake up an hour before your children and do all that. Some days that's worked. For most of the time, it has not. <laughs> I, I have not. But I do. I, I love the power of words. And so that mm. sets my intention for the day. And it's the same thing I do before I give a speech or before mm-hmm. I show up for any event, this is what I actually teach people. Mm-hmm. I was like, what energy do I walk into the room with? And I actually mm-hmm. use adjectives. So words are super powerful to mm-hmm. set your intention and a feeling. But yeah, I do that for my speaking as well. I'll walk in, I'll go, how do I want to feel today? I want to be empowered. Do I want to be empathetic? You know, And mm-hmm. not that you aren't those things, but I think mm-hmm. the words help guide you and it, it, it helps you to go in a certain direction. Mm, so I'm now wondering, what words did you choose before this podcast? <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. Um, I have to go upstairs and look at it. Um, what was it? Um, I think it was empowered. Uh huh. Um, focus, because I'm trying mm-hmm. to get a lot of things done today. So it's empowered, uh-huh. focused, joy. Mm-hmm. Empowered, focused, joy. Uh, I think there was one more, but that was kind of thing. It's like, I wanted to be happy, but I have a lot of things to do and um, I wanted to get things done. But yeah, it kind of helped guide in the direction because I have a busy day. It was scheduled with a lot of different things, but I also have a, I I, want to relax a little bit today too, because I've been trying to get ready for the launch and I've Mm -hmm. sensed me like staying up late editing or doing different things. And I start to feel, when I start to feel a little off, meaning I usually work out, but then I scheduled Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of interviews and I didn't work out. Then when my energy feels a little off, not off in a yes. bad way, just to kind of like that I yeah. haven't been, then I kind of go, okay, I need to add in a little more. So probably tomorrow I'll work out and have a cleansing day and a little bit mm. more peaceful, a little less go, go, go. I totally get that. I had kind of the same thing going, like I need the, the working out and all that. But since we're like focused and you want to also have time to, you know, for yourself. So let's get a little bit, we don't have to do all the questions, but Let's get a couple of the ones that I really would love to hear. We went a little bit free flow, which I love. Yeah, the mentors. I mean, obviously, we met through Tony Robbins. So that's, I assume, one of your mentors. Do you have Mm -hmm. any other mentors, coaches, like inspiration throughout your life? Who were they? Yeah. You know, 
It's interesting with mentors. I am not one to follow one person. I believe a lot of people have values and I'm drawn to certain people. So there's a lot of coaches that I follow for different reasons. Um, Let's try to think. Um, Mm -hmm. And anytime I'm in the groups with lots of thought leaders and speakers, and I was like, wow, that person has so much to add, right? And their energy. So um, I've done some Tony work. I've mm-hmm. uh, have mentors like in sales. Um, Marie Faleo is really interesting. She was mm-hmm. my first opening to business or online. And the reason I say her is like I is because I think I wasn't that open in the early years because I was always working in news and then I was busy. And then when I became a mom, I remember breastfeeding and sitting there and um, I had left my full-time job and I was just a keynote speaker. I'd been speaking and just doing hosting here and there. And it was great because I just did a few things here and there. And I really wanted to focus on taking care of my baby. This was about 11 years ago. And I remember watching this video of her like jump, like for those of people who don't know, she's a business coach, but she lives in New York City and she's like frolicking in this lovely video. This is before I got into more of the internet marketing and personal development space online. And just as a mom sitting there, I was like, I want that. (laughs) Where she was like free and feminine and flowing. But I have, that was my first opening to business, right? To Mm. business, not only business. Mm. But I have a lot of different mentors that I, 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 feel like through books and personal development that um, I've drawn to, but not one that I follow consistently. And, you know, Tony mm-hmm. for different mm-hmm. things, but I even don't turn to him for all the things because mm-hmm. there's different parts of my life that uh, even the feminine aspect, there's a couple people I respect in developing feminine energy when I need more sales mm-hmm. information. There's people that I work on that. Um, parenting, you know, mm-hmm. there's different people I follow. Yeah. And by the way, I think Marie Forleo, I just saw her latest post. I thought that she now also lives in LA, maybe like two places. I saw some posts. About, I think she goes back and forth from LA. Yeah. yeah. LA. And, and, and I always tell people like for, for young entrepreneurs, I was like, oh, follow Marie. You know, I feel yeah. like in the last 10 years I've evolved in different things and she's doing amazing things. Yes, but I yes, do yes, remember, yes. I think because she was my, my gateway, <laughs> the yes. gateway to the online personal <laughs> development world. And then it has, then that's why I can't name all the mentors. There's so many. <laughs> and how about, how about books? Are there any favorite books that you have? I'm sure that you also have different books for all the different aspects, but yeah. if you could name one or a few. Yeah. So um, the one I always like that I reread is, uh, have you heard of The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks? I have, but I haven't uh, read the book, The Big Leap. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. That's an interesting mm-hmm. book because it talks about those, those inner barriers, those barriers, those plateaus as you up level, you know, mm-hmm. um, are you able to step up into that big level, right? What are, what are ways in which you sabotage yourself? So for people who are stepping into that bigger work, right? This isn't like a 101 and, mm-hmm. um, you know, how to business. It's really about as you step into your leadership, what's getting in your way and how are mm-hmm. you able to be abundant and receive that? Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple books that I read recently. The one that I haven't finished that I'd like to continue, it's called Fed Up. Um, mm. actually, hold on. Is it over here? Can I find it? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, there, it's actually right there. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Fed Up by mm. Gemma Hartley. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it was about the emotional labor of, of women. And it's really interesting because a New York oh. Times article had come out a while back about emotional labor. And that, you know, mm. going back to relationship – 
it's hard because women, no matter how successful we are, there is this unsaid emotional labor thing. And it, it kind of triggered a lot of uh, things they're talking about emotional labor, like who's responsible for it and what's going on. But this is about talking about the way ah. forward. So she's a journalist that interviewed mm. from her personal experience. And so I started reading the book, but it opens up a really good conversation to have with your partner about, mm-hmm. yeah, because my husband is so supportive, very open-minded and all that. But we yeah. still grew up in a society where we were conditioned a certain way, even women, right? Yeah. And we, we hit these patterns of, mm-hmm. of what we think things should be. And no matter how open it is, it's like, it was like yeah. a cartoon where it was like, well, I'll do anything you want. Just tell me what to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, tell yeah, me what yeah, to do. Yeah. But who carries the burden of the emotional labor? That is a lot of work. So that goes into yeah. the emotional labor at work, the emotional labor relationships. Mm-hmm. But for the first time, it's like, are we speaking up for? So that's an interesting book. And, that's um, very interesting. I, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to hear some new books from you. To, to yeah. And then yeah. I have to read Dear Girls by Ali Wong, which I think is just mm. kind of a crazy <gasps> raunchy. Ali Wong. Like, she's crazy. Oh my God. I love her. I love her. <laughs> so I have that on my. On my shelf as well for a little bit uh, a crazy funny entertainment yeah <laughs> cool wow okay let's see what else do we have well we talked a little bit about relationships you touched upon the relationship with your with your partner parents a little bit about your kids uh, do you want to share a little bit more you know it's obviously the, how much space you want to take up here especially with your with your schedule like the in, in general, it's about relationships in general, like the relationship you have with yourself, which we talked yeah. a lot about in the beginning, with your higher self, however you want to call that. And yeah, all the different types of relationships, like how, if you put like the, the thermometer in the different types of relationships, how would you rate yourself in terms of the degrees, you know, not good Degree or bad. Of relationships. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'll just talk about, you know, what we'll talk about my partner. And so what we had talked about before, are you editing this <laughs> or uh, is it going to all free flow? It's going to be like a free flow. So please be edited. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking on it. So, yeah. yeah. So we were talking about, well, I'll just go through, you know, I think the core of where we all struggle. It's like you could be successful in your work and all that. And if your relationships aren't strong, it always leaves you with an empty feeling. And that's why we went to relationship. My husband and I, he's very successful. I'm very successful. We're very, very ambitious. And, you know, it's a piece that everyone needs to look at, like the relationships, whether you're dating or you're, um, but now we're building a family. I have a 10 year old and 11 year old. And so we really committed to making that pillar really strong. And so we're like this cute couple on the outside. And I have no problem talking about being honest that, you know, we fight sometimes and we struggle. Mm. And it doesn't mean I don't love him. It doesn't mean I, I think we're really, really good together. And the things that we fight about are so minor. Actually, they're not mine. They're, they're just about um, how we communicate and how mm. we get through things. And, I, mm. and, and when I went to relationship and saw all the people in the room, it was mm. like you realize that many people, uh, we all come with our own different issues and stories, but ultimately- yeah all of us are searching for the same things and fighting yeah. over the same thing, <laughs> yes. getting stuck in these conversations. So um, relationships are really important to me. And so I guess yes. what I want to share about relationships is that no matter how successful I am, I do try to focus on my relationships as much as I can uh, with my husband um, and with my children. And it's not always easy because as an ambitious thought leader type person, you're always go, go, go. But I shifted that after I left the news business because it's not just about me anymore. So I've created a whole new life based on 
what fulfills me in Mm -hmm. my life now. Whereas in my 20s, it was all about just me. Let's go. This is my goal. This is what I'm going to do. And now I look at it holistically. Are my relationships working? You know, are my kids, am I around enough? Are my kids happy? Do they know how to be good people? That's actually one of the things that I focus on a lot. Wow. That's a big one. Yeah. Because I, my, my son's going into middle school. My daughter's Mm -hmm. still in fourth grade, but I want them to have the tools to, um, I think I learned the tools probably in my 20s and 30s, just getting through stuff. But what if you had the tools earlier of abundance mindset, right? Seeing that everything, uh, to be able to express yourself and so to be thoughtful and empathetic. I mean, obviously, eventually we'll we'll figure it out, but I want them to have those tools. And so that's really important to me. But Mm -hmm. I think all of us need to honor that you know, things may look good on the outside, but it takes work on the inside. And I'm committed to making that work. And as a mother, you know, some days it's like when everything's working, you know, you're like, oh, my husband's so nice and helpful. Oh, my children, they're so well behaved and everyone's getting along. And then 10 seconds later, it's like, what? You know, and so you could either be like the poster child for like, I want to be like them. Or you could be like the example of not what not to do. You know, you're on vacation and the kids are fighting with each other and then you lost it and then you lost the luggage and then your husband's like, what just happened? And that happened in two minutes. So I think all of us need to honor and give ourselves grace that yes, we need to work on our relationships, but things from the outside don't always look, they don't have to be perfect, but you have to be committed to having good relationships. But I I, I say that is because you're like, oh, you look so cute in that picture. I'm all, did you see us two minutes ago? (laughs) (laughs) And just be real about it. You should post both. Like this was two minutes ago and this is like, (laughs) like, it's like I always laugh at people's, um, you know, the holiday picture was not the holiday picture two minutes before the holiday picture, right? So sometimes I do post both. It was like, you know, it's so crazy. And I think when we come to that realization that anytime uh, things aren't always what they appear and that's okay. Yeah. I'm totally happy with it being messy. I'm love mm. being glam and dressed up and having the perfect photo. And I'm totally okay with like no makeup day, shopping for groceries, you know, getting a rebate because I came from a frugal back. You know, it's just all parts of me. I, 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 yes. I used to struggle with that. It's like, well, I can't be this TV person mm. and be this, like mm. I'm two different people. And I realized that they're both me, right? Yes. I honor yes. the glam part of me, the well put together where you think I have it all together, the nice studio. And I honor the part where I just, you know, I go to drop off the kids in my slippers and be like, yeah, I'm off today. I'm not you know, <laughs> this is okay. also me. This is also me. You get this to meet also, also me. this person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think when I was yeah. younger, I didn't honor that. When I was young, mm-hmm. younger, I felt like in order to be successful or order to be this way, okay, I, yeah. especially being a news anchor, I had to have the short hair. I had to look yeah. a certain way, talk a certain way. And I love that because it helped me mm-hmm. be polished as a speaker. Yeah. I can always show up the way I need to show up. I can turn mm-hmm. it on when I need to turn it on. But it's taken me years to peel back all the layers and yes. really be um, – more opinionated, more real, more like, you know what, there's all parts to you and it's not just good or bad. And, and I find that with most high level leaders or Mm. most celebrities, there is no one way to be right. It's all parts of ourselves and to honor all that. So, um, yeah. And that's actually what you amplified is about is like, don't be like me. 
I want to be like you. I want to be on TV or I want to do this video. And I'm like, no, don't be like me. It's taken taken me like years to peel back all these layers to get to who I really am. And I want other people to peel back their layers and just shine the way they're supposed to shine. Or it's like, oh, you want to be like me? Like which part of me? Do you want to be like me in the slippers or with this or with that or with the pink microphone? Like, hey, there's pink microphones. I like my pink microphone. (laughs) I love my pink microphone. I love it too. We were talking about it. It was black. Are we going to have a black one here? Oh, yeah. No, I I like the pink one. (laughs) Because my colors are black, gold, and pink. I was like, and even though it doesn't match, I was like, oh, let's just throw in the pink microphone. So thank you. I actually think it perfectly matches your red dress. I love the pink (laughs) microphone and red dress. Like, seriously. You're so funny. But yeah, to change it up. But that's, but you know what? The pink microphone can actually be an analogy for business. So if Mm. you were talking to me when I was in my 20s or whatever i was making mm-hmm. the video i was like no it has to be a black microphone and everything has to be a certain way this is the formula how we do things mm-hmm. now i'm like oh sure right i think as yeah. you evolve you you give yourself permission to do things differently yes. and i think that's what the next stage of my life is is to mm-hmm. really stepping in and what i want everyone to do is to step into mm-hmm. their power step into doing things differently thinking differently and not being afraid to show up that way and I think that's yes. what our world is moving into. Whereas before I was a little more cookie cutter, you know, yeah. I was so cookie yeah. cutter. I was in Pat, you know, I was Miss California. I was a TV news anchor. Like I did everything right. Yes. yes based yes, on yes. what I thought it needed to be. And, and I didn't even realize point. I was in that pattern. You know, now I'm, I'm more evolved and free. Yeah. And at the same time, I mean, what I, what I, what I get from that is, and obviously, I mean, I'm also like, I'm 40 years old. I've also, you know, had experiences and the people that I would look, look up to and my ideas of what success was and how it looked like, etc. But that was based on what I could see from other people manifesting yeah. that from other people being like that. So I definitely believe that we lead by example. We lead by how we are and how we act. So for you to allow yourself and have your, let's say, pink microphone just to reduce it to that. You know, we reduce all the que- all the stories to having that yes. pink microphone. That shows your, firstly, it shows it's you give yourself that permission, right? And yeah. then your children go like, wow, mom is not just using the black microphone. She's going for the pink microphone. And then all your podcast listeners and, and viewers, they go like, wow, she's using the pink microphone. You know what I mean? So you get to be that example of, hey, it's all possible because you allow yourself. And then so many people see different examples because that's what we need. And that's what we, as the only ones, we had to go through that to create a new example, right? I so agree with that. that. And this brings us full circle and then we can round it out. I know that we only got to point number three on the principles of the power of the only, but that's Uh okay. You can listen to the podcast and I'll give you all five, but I will give you the last one. And it's interesting. It ties right in. The last one is to come from a place of abundance and not scarcity. Mm. That is number five, actually. And Mm. the reason I say that it leads all to this because trailblazers in the past, when they were the only I think they felt like they had to fit into a mold, right? You couldn't be the only and free however long, even just however many years ago. In order to succeed, you had to be the status quo. And I feel like these days we have a little more freedom. And so it's time for us to carve a new path. And when you come from a place of abundance, you're not trying to be the only and block people out, which is, I don't want to 
interview trailblazers that were like, yes, I'm successful. And it was about getting to the top and not bringing people along, mm-hmm. right? Because if they brought them along, they, would, they wouldn't be the only anymore. There would mm-hmm. be no other because mm-hmm. the environment made things scarce for yeah. the onlys, right? Mm-hmm. I think now there's more room, but I think if we create a new model, and that's what you were talking about, is a new model that people can follow and we just set the tone, right? Of yes. abundance and not scarcity, showing up, being seen, representation, so that it all comes back to that, is that when you have a role model to follow and people start moving in that direction, then mm-hmm. it gives other people permission as well. And so everything that you do, and I, I love that you're doing this podcast, gives people permission to Thanks. see things a different way. And that's how we do it. You know, we, yes. we put ourselves out there and then we help other people along. So thank you for inviting me on. You're so welcome. And thank you. And I would definitely want people to know how they can uh, reach you, how, how they can find you, contact you, and maybe maybe, maybe you have an offer for the listeners, viewers. It can be anything. Yeah. So you can find me at AngelaChi.com where I have my speaking and a lot of free content. I'm also on Instagram, uh, all the social media at TV. And if you go to AngelaChi.com, there is an opt-in for my seven steps to confidence, clarity, and connection, the You Amplified formula. And if you want to hear the podcast, just go into Apple Podcasts and look up Angela Chi or The Power of the Only. And also on my website, there is a link to the podcast and I'll have all the show notes and all the episodes. But if you listen to the first episode, I'm also giving away um, the five principles and how to use them, the five power of the only principle. So um, if you go to my sites, you can see links to all that, but just depending on where you're at, but I'd love to share that with your listeners. So thank you. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. I mean, also because we hadn't talked before it was, I was looking forward to it. I was so excited and you're like, it's been so much even more greater than I expected. And I love to see you also in person when I'm back in LA. So thank you so much. I would love to see you. Thank you so much. And uh, I wish you the best in your show and sharing abundance with everyone. Yes. Thank you. This episode of the Abundance Secrets Show was brought to you by the Abundance Secrets Angels. Abundance Angels, at your service to create more abundance of love, wealth, and health in your life and in our world. Abundance Angels is an online platform where people and organizations can find resources and share resources of abundance. Check out the website and mobile site www.abundanceangels.ai and sign up to find or share resources of abundance. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Abundance Secrets Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends. And please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me at aya.ai. Thanks for listening.